You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, I'm career coach and strategist Kathleen Dahoney, and this is Kathleen's Career Corner. For over 20 years, I have worked in the career management space. I live in Warwick, and I am the owner of Celtic Resume Services. In this series, I will teach you the essentials you need to find a job in a competitive and sometimes confusing job market. What is a resume? Well, in this episode, I will be reviewing parts to include in this document. By definition, a resume is a short written description of your education, qualifications, previous jobs, and sometimes your personal interests that you send to an employer when you are trying to get a job. You may go online and find a template or type this yourself, filling in the experience with a list of job duties and adding some skills in education. So let's start at the top of what to include. Your name and the contact information on top needs to clearly state how to reach out to you. Have one phone number with an outgoing voicemail and an email that you open and check. I like to recommend setting up a Gmail account that can be used for a job search. And if you have a LinkedIn profile, include the URL. Now lose the objective statement. This is outdated and a resume is a marketing tool. Have a brief summary, three to four sentences the most, rolling up your skills related to the job posting. Above the summary, add a headline or branding title to state what you are looking to do. Or have a headline and below very targeted qualifiers. This makes the resume look more modern. A top third of the resume should be easy to read and have a clear value statement of your career direction. Here you can list some job highlights, core competencies, or a few categories of qualifications. Next is experience. List the last 10 to 12 years of work history in reverse chronology. If you have relevant jobs older than 15 years, I recommend using a statement of previous employment and include the number of years but not the dates. This is a way not to age you. And of course, there's always a strategy in doing this. Avoid copying and pasting job descriptions. Instead, include accomplishments with numbers or metrics of how you changed, improved, or upgraded to make a difference in your job. Now, are you a graduate with no direct experience? Then add school projects and internships and call this relevant work. Do you have a career gap? Consider adding volunteer work or maybe include what you did during this time. And of course, this really depends upon the strategy you want to approach. Other things you can include, education along with professional development, workshops, or coursework. The placement of education can vary depending upon the level of experience. If you recently graduated, say, under two years, then the education can be towards the top. But once you start gaining experience, then move this to the bottom. Another area could be computer or technology skills, such as Microsoft Word, Excel, Salesforce, or QuickBooks. You could have a section with licenses or certifications. But here's a tip. If this is a job requirement, say an RN license or OSHA certified, then move this to the top so it's seen by the hiring manager and they don't need to search for this. Other categories could be professional affiliations, community organizations or volunteer work, Do you speak another language? This could be shown at the top with a list of skills. 
Military can also be a section, but you may need to consolidate this. Awards or recognition. Interests. You may not have room, but for example, you could include that you trained to run a marathon or maybe you were a beekeeper. Makes for interesting conversation. Another idea is if you're in a creative field, include links to a portfolio or work samples. References available upon request. So this does not need to be stated. Now, as a prior corporate recruiter, making the job offer is contingent upon background checks. So I would ask you for those references, and so there's no need to state they are available. Use this space on the resume for other things. Now let's review formatting. One or two pages will depend upon your experience and background. One page works for recent grads, career changers, someone returning to the workforce, or is used for a one-page networking or executive bio. With more experience than two pages will be fine, but this needs to be relevant work. Sometimes the older work history is no longer needed because it's not related to your career path. Or, for example, there's older volunteer work that should be removed. Not everything needs to be on a resume. It's not an autobiography. Use consistent font with the resume and cover letter. Have a separate reference list, also consistent with the same font used through all the documents. But don't attach a reference list to the resume. Keep that separate. Ask yourself what differentiates you from someone else doing the exact same job. For the most part, the resumes pulled off from online sites can all look alike, so you want to showcase your accomplishments or selling points. Now, if you are in need of creating any career documents, be sure to contact me to assist you. Next time, I will discuss how to wrap up and follow up after the interview. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kathleen's Career Corner. If you'd like to know more, visit CelticResume.com. Or you can write to me. My email is in the show notes. Tune in for future episodes on finding a job and managing your career. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.